Welcome to Shift with CJ. I'm your host CJ and together we will explore the areas of health, human performance, biohacking, psychology and much more that will inspire you to become the best version of yourself. Hello and welcome everyone to the Shift with CJ podcast. Today we have a special guest on the show. So, you have heard me speak about biohacking, wellness, health, nutrition, sleep, all of that stuff. but hardly have we had conversations in the consciousness space and this is a topic that i would love to explore more and more and as i do that i need help of experts so i have one of those experts here for you today he is an explorer a cultivator in consciousness and it would be fair to call him the conscious cultivator he is someone i met almost a year back i guess one of my senior one of the most senior people in the jujitsu club always great to talk to always having depth of conversation he's making people realize a lot of things with his words and finally i got to read his blog which just blew my mind away so today we're going to talk about consciousness mental health and let's see where this goes because this is not planned mr yazan welcome to the show cj how are you me. Are you excited? Yeah, I mean, uh, we've been talking about uh, getting together and uh, putting a podcast or a, an episode about consciousness and, uh, and awareness. Since mm-hmm. most of you, to what you talk about is uh, relating to the soma, mm-hmm. the physical part of consciousness. I don't see any difference between what the body is and the mind when it comes to uh, when it comes to awareness. Mm-hmm. The body is the last representation of the mind. So, um, having put the space for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about awareness and beyond. Let's kick it. Let's do it. But let's take a step back. How did you get interested? Like you could be interested in finance, in business and you know of course you're interested in jiu-jitsu and a lot of physical things, but consciousness or going so deep into certain topics like this doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. How did it come to you? Yeah, let's say the um The simplest way to access the divine within us is to overcome what we fear, mm-hmm. which is wrapped in pain and resistance. Um, so it came to me over years of neglecting how I feel inside and attending to external circumstances or associations that would um, numb the pain. So you work extra, you mm-hmm. go out extra. Mm-hmm. you um depend more on the people that you associate security with um you travel more you just try to get out of anything that is relating to who you are and the reality to me i would say as we speak today there is no single objective truth because there are many perceptions to that object So as much as we talk today I'm going to relate back to what is more objective to me and you're going to speak about what's more objective to you because you only see the objective with your eyes and these eyes are made for perception. Mm-hmm. And so whatever doors we open the day of perception will lead us to somewhere that we both agree that that's the truth. So for me everything that is neglected mm-hmm. yeah will separate mm-hmm. and with that separation yeah becomes a dissonance within us. Mm-hmm. So I'd say over the the tenure of of my years here in Dubai it's been about 17 years. Um we all come here for a reason which is to empower our financial status. Mm-hmm. 
and then you stay by time you build a community and then you build your career so over the years i would say i've always been an explorer an adventurer so i i, I consider myself an extremist not in the i would say the obnoxious way of what an extremist is i like to experiment so when i want to experiment i have to go through different antipodes of the mind because to experiment something you have to understand what is the thought behind it mm -hmm. to be able to allow your body to experience it through emotions so um exploring most of my life but some explorations have brought me to my knees so it's a um exaggerated use of the booze and the substances and partying which we all go through in different times of our lives mm -hmm. but anyway i found that association over the years to be comfortable to be able not to attend to what i have inside mm -hmm. or to what is neglected within me um then slowly slowly start scratching the surface because confusion isn't actually confusion if you're not aware of mm -hmm. that confusion So confusion, in a way, would bring about frustration, which would break the limits of what ignorance in that regard was. I'm not saying ignorance in the lack of intellect. I'm saying ignorance is that you weren't aware of it. Mm -hmm. And that's the point of ignore. Yeah? You ignored that fact, which became a state of ignorance, of repression and suppressed emotions within you. Um, just over the years, my outlook on life started to change because as you start to feel and you attend to that pain, Mm -hmm. because how could you feel if you don't attend to pain most of your life you're building behaviors and habits to overcome or to bypass pain or avoid or it. feeling or if you actually ask somebody how do you feel i think is the first thing that comes to mind mm -hmm. there's no space of i feel i feel this way yeah look at our daily conversations mm -hmm. hi how are you yeah i'm good mm -hmm. everything is just automatic mm -hmm. if you say or if you just slow it down hi How are you today? Then the other person was not is not going to be automatically answering back. When we create spaces, yeah, that space of silence and stillness is exactly what needs to be done to feel. Because chaos is disentanglement, which is transformation. Order is integration. Mm -hmm. So we all go through it all the time. So relating, relating back to pain is when you start to own your pain, because nothing inside of you is not of your ownership. Mm -hmm. Everything inside of you is your authority. So if we try every day to portray ourselves with how we think, to hold it together, to attend to that conceptualization of ourselves, which is an identity, and how many identities during the day we have to go through to us to fit the associations that we built over time. So what is what is the truth or reality here? Yeah, if we go back and we explain what reality means, reality means real. In Latin, which means to relate. Mm -hmm. And for me, the objective truth of religion is how to relate to emotions. Emotions means emoter, energy, energy in motion. Mm -hmm. So emotions are not just things that we try to neglect and to weed out from our lives. Emotions have codes. Emotions have intrinsic information posts within us. Your brain is equipped with circuitry to feel those emotions. So it's only when you feel, you start to unlock. And when you feel, you take responsibility. And when you take responsibility, you reclaim. That, you're not claiming, because you already claimed to the throne. You came to this life with the nobility of claiming this body. Mm -hmm. It's been molded for you. And then, with that comes reclamation. And with reclamation comes responsibility. This is it. You are taking the route backwards, which is deeper. 
which is rooting back to your body. Amazing. Thank you for explaining that so beautifully. I want to break it down for the listeners. There were a few concepts that I heard you speak about in this conversation. The first one was not you're talking about yourself or like an individual, but us as a society, we have developed these habits which allow us to ignore what we're feeling, um, not attend to it completely. Some people might attend to it. If you're anger, you might attend to anger in the moment or jealousy or, you know, most of the times these negative, low vibrational emotions. But then we have lost the ability to sit with it because you can go to your phone on Instagram or Netflix, or you can, you know, have a drink or you can smoke or you can go work out and you can completely take yourself away from this experience. I see a lot of people in the world who are doing this, which are, which is some people attend to it, like maybe 10% or 20%. And that robs them out of, you know, feeling it completely like you uh, explain. So what would be your advice to the generation today who are listening to this, who have been sort of um, maybe in our generation have been taught to be tough ignore their emotions. Um, some people would like to express it by shouting and, you know, the society conditions us in a certain way that you cannot raise your voice, you cannot cry as a man, like, for example, these things. So there's all these societal norms that don't allow us to experience our feelings. If someone who's listening to this, and what would be your advice to them? Like, what would be step one for them to kind of experience this even more? Vulnerability. Okay. Um, and also, if you notice, I like to explain what words are, mm -hmm. the root meaning of it, so we can be more grinder with how we relate to our emotions. If you understand, then you can see and then you can relate. Um, we fear what we don't understand. The Basically, we believe what we don't know. And we have, we have faith in what we feel. So vulnerability means the capacity to be wounded. Mm -hmm. And... We have been conditioned to be productive, to measure our efforts against time, mm -hmm. to hold it together. And anything that involves holding for a long time means cutting off. And when you hold, you're holding your first thing, which is breath. When you're holding your breath, yeah, you have more of a tunnel vision that goes straight into the thing that you're trying to avoid. Mm. But when we exhale, yeah, the CO2 that is released opens up the space within us to be, be get more oxygen. prana, yeah, oxygen in biology. But it, the merits of life is that there's a difference between breathing and the breath. Mm -hmm. There's the mechanical breathing mm -hmm. of the body, the diaphragm opening up and allowing the oxygen alveoli and that circulation that happens, but also the breath itself. Mm -hmm. Um, that same breath is the thing that allows your heart beat without you telling it. Your liver to be breaking down certain enzymes. You needing to move your arm. You don't go through the commands of moving certain joints within it. So there's kind of like an automation that is happening within us. And that's what we rely our grace on. So when we don't attend to feelings, we don't breathe. And when we don't breathe, we hold. And when we, do, when we hold, we depend and we attach. Mm -hmm. So my first advice is that strength yeah, is not holding it together to avoid. Mm -hmm. You have a beautiful 
way of displaying courage, which is there is, I don't believe there is a state of fearlessness. Fear is a very primal emotion that our ancestors have acted on for you and I to be speaking today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's made us survive. Human beings. Frustration is what broke their limits to be able to evolve and create. Mm-hmm. So we go back to emotions are necessary to be felt. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying to be felt and to be lost in it. Mm-hmm. It's to feel, breathe into it, understand what that emotion in that time and space is telling you. Yeah, But we don't get the messages because we are so good at avoiding and at bypassing and at not attending to what the present is. So the present, a.k.a. the now, a.k.a. what is what is happening, yeah, is all the things that are void of thought. Now, can you imagine mm-hmm. speaking about this to any person who wants to be vulnerable? There's just, there's a disbelief. So the first thing is to suspend disbelief to be able to feel. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we want to act on is that if you are able to be courageous in the face of fear, with being vulnerable and displaying your strength based on that. It's like, man, this is all the stuff that I have inside of me. You have that inside of to, inside of you too. Mm-hmm. And if we try to always hide how we feel, we always try to hide our vulnerability, our shame, our guilt, and all of that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we're all fucked up in some way or another. We all have our dramas. Yeah, we all have it. And when we keep on trying writing narratives within us to keep us in that movie reel every day because an energy is going to keep up and down it's ebbing and flowing that's the way things are so if you think about it if energy if everything is in motion energy is in momentum most of the time in movement there is no sense of consistency but the process itself but if we try to move that emotion or the energy with a story all the time, we're trying to put a cap mm-hmm. over energy. And that's why we feel bottled up. There's no space for that energy to find its way. I'd like to also to relate back to what you said about negativity. Mm-hmm. Now, we have this commotion involved with not being negative. But not being negative means... I don't believe in the, in the neg- negative charge, which is backwards. Mm-hmm. Electricity has a positive charge to it, which is liberating the, the DC. And this is the, the negative charge of it, which is, goes back to be able to complete the circulation. So we, over the years, have built up a bad perception. And I, I mean, I'm putting it between quotations because to me, in the realm of energy, there's no right or wrong. There's no duality. Because we like to look at things in opposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah? That's the same thing looking at it for, from one eye. But that's why we have the third eye. Because even if you look at each other with one eye, we need something third to give us that perspective. Mm-hmm. So we relate back to we have to be able to see beyond the situation. And that ability to feel, to pause, to breathe gives us that space. Mm-hmm. So be negative. Retract. Resign. We, we tend to not do things because of the naming involved with it. So that's why earlier in the podcast, I'm saying that for me, to, we have too many identities. And mm-hmm. with too many identities come too many stories. So you have to attend to too many stories by changing your status to fit that story. So you think about how you feel. Mm-hmm. Do you actually feel? No, you're yeah. mostly thinking about it. Yeah. You're thinking about how you feel because you just don't want to scratch that surface that is so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 
But uncomfort is self-respect, my friend. Comfort is self-care. Mm-hmm. So it's a time in life where you have to pick, yeah, how much. Change, change is going, transformation is going to be dramatic. And at times, the only thing that you need to, as we are majestic beings that came into this life as source energy, mm-hmm. we tethered it with a lot of unneeded and burdened stories yeah, and thoughts. So the thing that we need to do is release more. So we need to cultivate peace rather than chasing problems and trying to detach them. Mm-hmm. Once you create a state of peace, which is tranquility, which is being within your body, the heart-brain coherence, the marriage of the mind and heart, that's mm-hmm. the philosopher's stone, which is within us. And philosophy also means the love of wisdom. Mm-hmm. So we're all vowing and striving for something. Yeah? But eventually that something is just a thought. Mm-hmm. That is always going to be moving from one wave to the other. So, to feel is to resign, to stop, mm-hmm. assess, and then move forward. But in, a, in, a, in an age where more, so more dopamine, more movement, more doing, became more like, again, this, the, the, the coin terms, human doing. Mm-hmm. But we are beings having a doing experience. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to remember. I think most of the people forget this. Yeah. You see, we forget. And that's the thing. We all know, but mm-hmm. we forget. You look at children, they're always wondering all the time. Because they know they're connected, yeah? Mm-hmm. They don't give too much attention to the answer, but they love the questioning. Now, recent brain studies are showing that questioning and misery come from the same brain compartment. Mm-hmm. Because we always want an answer. Well, to heck with it. What answer are you seeking to the millions of questions that are going on within you? Can we wonder without having an answer? So that's it. Being in a playful state. When you feel you become playful, like, oh, what? I was hiding that for all, mm-hmm. all this time. So even not taking things seriously, I like something that I read on your blog, which was a quote from Lao Tzu, which said, if you wanted to add knowledge, or it says, if you want more knowledge, add things every day. But if you want... to have wisdom then remove things every day yeah man wisdom is knowledge without our tethered emotions mm-hmm. which is objective truth which is why I love philosophy I love abstract things but at times when we feel that we have taken on board philosophy as an academic and intellectual way of life I believe it's mistaken to what was the design of life in the, in the Greek and Roman times mm-hmm. because if we have these conversations and we try to untangle What is it in my perception that I've attached to to be able to build that frontier within me, within, outside of me, then I can understand the things that I forgot. Mm-hmm. That's the paradox about it. You know, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. So to admit that you don't know, so you can relate back to the knowing, is one of the finest things in philosophy. And Socrates said, one thing that I know I is love that. nothing. I love that. A lot of the times people are walking through their lives, through their careers, through their relationships, acting or believing that they know when the reality is in the grand scheme of things in you know whatever yazan and me we're talking about or you know whoever is walked on this planet have spoken about they know a minuscule of what there is in this existence and we will keep on finding out more and more things because i also liked your idea about this whole third eye because a lot of the times we look and understand things because of our five senses But the five senses, they're limited to a lot of things. Like if you look at, 
if you look at this remote and if you guys are looking at this on video, you can see it. If I look at this remote in this side, it's only because light falls on the remote and then it travels back into my eye and I can have a look at the remote, but I can only look at the remote from one side because that's what my sense perspect, uh, sense perceptions are limited to. It's the same with sound, it's the same with everything. Despite the fact that you have two eyes, you can mm -hmm. only see one side of it. Exactly, you can only so, see one side of the coin. Yeah, so the third eye, yeah, which is the center of seeing, is that from my third eye, which I can be here in entanglement and alignment with you, I can see a different side, mm -hmm. which completes the circle of understanding. So how how much look? are we able to take a step back mm. or left or right or jump around or do? Mm -hmm. So all of these things that are necessary for us to take a more objective, broader, abstract perspective on things. Because when we, chaos is, a, is the realm, realm of disorder, mm -hmm. which where creation and transformation happens. So if we keep on looking at uh, overlooking what chaos is then how can we understand what we need to integrate you mentioned this in your blog as well yeah. that it's so we need to resign and feel our own chaos mm -hmm. to understand how we are able to build an order within that chaos mm -hmm. there is no construction without destruction mm -hmm. and there's no destruction without have something to be constructed mm -hmm. so everything is coined together the paradox contradiction is when one opposite doesn't meet the other but the counterintuitive, counterintuitiveness of a paradox is that both sides complete the same token. Mm -hmm. I'm going left while well, I'm going right. And then we come back to meet in the middle. Yep. Everything in the universe is in the middle in retrospect and perspective. So what we look at as things that doesn't make sense, or that's the opposite, because we're only looking at it through that one eye, mm -hmm. one vision. And it takes time to be able to look at things in that moment mm -hmm with a higher perspective or a different perspective, don't want to give too much attention to what higher because what became high has, was low before. So, and that's the wave. But it's that every single time to create space, right? We are in space. Everything is, space is, the, is everything that engulfs us. Mm -hmm. And space has the air and air is breath. And that's where spirituality comes from. Spirit means the person who breathes in Latin. Mm -hmm. So when you breathe, is that it's a it's a it's a millisecond of putting a delay on impulse and urges, until slowly it becomes you are aligned with your natural habit, with your natural automated way of life. How many percent people do you think are impulsive in the people that you've met? How many people are always reacting from a state of impulse rather than consciously taking a step back, taking a breath and then analyzing or not analyzing, but attending to that situation in that given moment. I mean, I, I can be speaking for other people, but when I came, I, I was riddled with anxiety and mm -hmm. uh, this is a Let's talk thing. about that. Yeah. Cause you don't I, seem like the person who couldn't be riddled by and that's anxiety. That's why it comes to experimenting. Yeah. There's uh, I am who I am. I mean, I am who I think I am and who I am not. So, I can't be speaking today about all these things that I'm cultivating and I'm advising on if I haven't gone through that myself. So as impulsive, yeah, anxious, always looking to end things to be able to jump to the next one. Because for me, if you 
try to look deeper within these states. Let's forget the the uh, the medical references mm-hmm. to them. Yeah, when we're restless, we're always trying to find safety in another thing to do or a thought. Mm-hmm. So even when we're talking, let's consider because that's when impulsiveness comes in or, or in terms of action. You're talking and I, I just want to complete that statement. I want to show I want to show that I can't be listening anymore. I need I'm so restless that I need to complete that statement that I'm impulsively jumping in, either to interrupt you mm-hmm. yeah, or to complete that, that statement. And the same thing with what we do. We value ourselves and how much we do during the day. It doesn't matter how much it, it, its emotional toll is on us. Mm-hmm. Like God, we got to do. And at the end of the day, when you have that some sort of peace to be able to repose yourself and share it with your family or with yourself, you end up doing the things that you are also used to, checking Instagram or watching things on TV. We don't give much space and tranquility or say respect and authority to who we are, our being. So when we wake up straight into doing, mm-hmm. when we want to sleep straight into back, straight into being from doing, there's no spaces, there's, there are no cutoffs in between that allow us to get within ourselves, check in, see how we're, what we're doing. And that's the art of meditation. I'm not talking about meditation to be in a cross-leg position most of the time and sitting in isolation. Yeah, that's something that you empower your aloneness which is very important to every human being Mm -hmm. but life is a meditative process always looking at what how things are done you know to observe rather than to entangle Mm -hmm. to observe rather than to judge to observe rather than that to resist like and that observation is the essence of creating space yeah i am not being passive i am observing i'm observing i am looking at the situation I am fully aware of what's happening, but I choose what I intend to do next. Mm-hmm. Not out of impulse, because I'm used to do that. Yeah, I'm not an automatic human being in that regard. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do an action that it's spurring out of the now, mm-hmm. rather than out of my habitual mind. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so we... we uh, we spoke about a lot of th- different stuff that comes back to the same point. Now, how much I'm aware and present with this conversation? Because then, as I surrender to the flow and not to the flow of my mind, of the thoughts, to the flow of energy that is going between us, it becomes a cycle of momentum. Mm-hmm. But if we want to attend much more to the trajectory of linear thinking, and I need to keep on going straight, mm-hmm. yeah? And that's when we get to overthinking because when that's done, I have to do it all over again. But it's space, breath, expansion, looking at things from a broader perspective mm-hmm. and then come back to it. So in practical terms, yeah, that means how many moments within the day you've done nothing, mm-hmm. completely nothing, sitting with what is, how things are. Not trying to change how you feel. Not trying to jump to the phone to simply just sitting and calibrating after the next one. But we have guilt with that. I feel that's something wrong within us. If I take a step back, that's collective guilt. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will also say that they're wasting time in this. Because it's linear, right? Mm-hmm. If everything that we look at is linear, I got to march on, man. 
Mm. Gotta keep on going. You know what? We like to do a street experiment. Go out in the street and you can see people driving. And that's, I, I see, you see it every day in every part, part of, the, of the city. Where are you going? Mm-hmm. Just gotta go. <laughs> I'm gonna make it. Yeah. We'll make it where? Like, there are certain, certain things that you've done mm-hmm. that are life threatening. Yeah. And that's why we have these road rages because we act impolitely without respect. Yeah. Because we need to attend to that impulse. Mm-hmm. And that's why we become impulsive. But try to drive slowly. You'd like you'd you'd understand the pressure. Is that I need to be going on the collective thing. So this is something to play with. Seeing what's happening on the right, nobody understands why they need to go that fast. They tell you a meeting in that. Okay, the meeting is one part of your journey, but it's every day you find it, and then you're like, to heck with it. I'm going to drive the same thing, and then you got entangled with it yourself. And that's the power of ignorance when you're in the collective. You could do everything. Mm. that is necessary within you, but you're not separate from your environment. Despite the fact that external is a reflection of what's happening inside of you, but everything goes hand in hand. That's why it's so hard to lead a conscious life on planet Earth, because you got to resonate your thought, your feelings, and this last representation of how you think, which is the body, all under one roof, which is you. And you have to take on board the others. Yeah, in that exactly. regard. <laughs> So if you're aware, awareness doesn't mean the negation of pain. No, 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 my friend. Awareness is, I understand what's going on within me, so I can understand how to navigate without me. Mm -hmm. This is mostly about it. It's not like the pain decreases, and we have to look at when will this end so I can become a better person. You have no idea what your unconscious is. Mm-hmm. Your body has registered every single thing that has happened in your life, or even the lives of your parents. That, that's I, I'm, I'm just talking about the surface of where we are today, without going even into the millions of beings. This body, the the minerals, yeah, we didn't come come into this world. We came out of these minerals that are embodying mm-hmm. this soma within me. So these minerals have been here for five billion years. Who, when I say I am, who I am. Yeah, it's just a declaration to be able to put that awareness on top of everything that is happening within me. Since you spoke about I am, let's talk about the ego. Because one part of one way people would like to take responsibility, not responsibility, but they claim that they're responsible for a lot of things that are happening in their life. And a lot of the times when, <laughs> when the things aren't working for them, it's someone else's fault. And when the things are working for them, it's all about them. And this gives rise to this thing we call ego, which is I am the whatever identity, whatever you want to call it. So tell us a little bit about ego and what's your take on it? Is it important? How can you distance yourself from it? So um, ego in Latin means I, mm-hmm. but I like to refer to it as our physical identity. Mm-hmm. Now, just consider for a second that you don't have a physical identity that shields you from all the impressions that are happening around you. You go crazy. Mm -hmm. So we have a kind of a filter to be able to suit how we relate to our environment. And that's been conditioned. I'm not going to talk about the conditioning because you can uncondition yourself that you are aware. I'm not talking about unconditioning for people who aren't aware. So when... 
we try to negate the I, we're trying to negate ourselves. Mm-hmm. But that physical identity is there to guide you if you give it the power it requires only in that regard. So power also comes from Padir, which means ability. When we become helpless, we become unable. We lose our sense of ability. And power is always from within. So that means the ego is not the way I look at it with everybody's trying to portray the ego as evil. Despite mm-hmm. the fact that the evil that you, I'm saying collectively, you, us, see outside of us, is within us. Mm-hmm. We have a sort of insecurity that we have repressed over time because, again, when energy is encapsulated in a body, there is a sort of separation from where we came from, source. Mm-hmm. So that's something intrinsic within us. Like Alan Watts likes to call it the rascal. We, rascal. Religion likes to call it the devil. Yeah, And other different writers we talk about too, like a different energetic archetype, the shadow, the repressed and that. It's just everything that you neglected to understand. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. So when we resist, yeah, we give power to that physical identity because then we say, I have no control or authority over myself. It's uh, Mr. Ego. It's the little I, the smaller self. Mm-hmm. So it's your choice, right? And this is the power that has been given to you. Why are we energetic beings? Because we have a choice all the time. Mm-hmm. You see, man, it's like, we are the script writers, the writers, the actors, the dancers, the podcasters, all happening as we speak. So you can change your script anytime, but you don't want to go through that, oh, I need to do that. And who's going to hold responsibility for this? Mm. Who's, uh, there's no one to afford responsibility. And that's what happens when you become conscious. Everything becomes your responsibility because you got to take, you got to look at and take notice of everything that you're doing, which is having a, an effect outside. When I say outside, this outside my vicinity of my body, that means you, as we're speaking. As we speak, you're listening and we're creating narratives as we go along. So that's what's happening as two beings are aligned. Mm-hmm. But relating back to the ego, yeah, I like uh, came up with a story, which is the ego is like the scout within your kingdom. Your soul is the king. Mm-hmm. Now, you give orders to the scout to go and see what threats different pastors they need to venture in for food and all of that. Mm. That's its duty to see, to navigate what's happening outside. But then the ego becomes quite ambitious. Mm-hmm. And relating to how, we're, how we are all the time, we are never satisfied with who we are now. Mm-hmm. There is always that single thing outside or to push more, or that extra deal, extra bonus, that will make us feel satisfied. It doesn't. But that's it. That's why we lack grace, because we never relate to ourselves to where we are today. Despite the fact that we might have all the things that we tried to look at others that we're not having, bemoan others for not having, how can you see it if you're always seeing what you don't have? That means your center of seeing is completely lost in ignorance mm-hmm. and you're only seeing what you don't have. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens to the king. The scout goes along and wants to become ambitious and makes alliances with different territories outside your kingdom and says, well, you have no control over me anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm leading the mission now. And that becomes the body, becomes your master. 
So it's really kind of how much power we give to our desires. But then something along that line, the king wakes up and tries to blame everybody while he's sleeping, or the queen while she's sleeping. Mm-hmm. I need to put an end to this. Well, you need to call back the ego to reclaim it. Mm-hmm. You can't have energies within you. One is doing something by itself, and another is doing something by itself. The point of being peaceful is to put a conciliation process within you to get all the different parties and beings mm. under one roof and claim it. This is my individuality, not individual being outside of me yeah, that is doing and I'm habituating with it and I'm surrendering to it rather than reclaiming my authority within. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we need to wage war. We need to enter to chaos to destruct what the ego has built over time because I wasn't aware of its intentions. Mm-hmm. So what's within me is completely mine. When I start to feel dissonance, I'm separated. How do you feel the separation? You have to stop and reflect. Okay, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And again, as we said, stopping can't stop. Same thing with driving. Can't stop working. Can't Eating. Stop yeah. Same thing. Everything. But you know what's funny in our society is that you can be all the aholics are bad or not accepted, but workaholic, keep on doing it. Exactly. See? And it's the most thing that is putting stress on you, but you don't want to stop. Mm-hmm. You don't want to stop to assess. What am I doing with all of this? Where do I need to be to be able to be satisfied, to spend time with my family? You don't have to retire at that certain age. You can retire as you live every day. Mm-hmm. As if we, that's why we give weekends too much emphasis over the weekday. It's just a flip in the calendar. We have a thought that on the weekend I am free. Not on the weekend I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, and free comes from free. It's Indo-European from Sanskrit means to love. Mm-hmm. Freedom is the house of love. So to be free, you have to love where, who you are and not to love is that chemical romance love I'd like to put it in a different perspective now love is acceptance love is being love is just being within it like the electrons and the protons swimming under uh, around each other both of them are different atoms but they constitute something beautiful they're never entangled they're entangled in that there's space between them but they're entangled and swimming and crossing mm-hmm. It's a beautiful quantum thing. What's holding them together? Love, cohesion. So we give too many things attention to be f- to so we can be free, leaving the others. Meaning, ah, oh, I got a slave for that now. Mm-hmm. One of them is the weekends, Yo. working hard than that. We give ourselves too many allowances to continue striving. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking you not to strive. I'm not asking you not to put effort. We are here to do. Mm-hmm. That's the essence of what karma is to do. But we get too lost in the doing that we don't have for the being, which is the Dharma. Mm-hmm. Put, in, put in the effort, but don't base your judgments, your assessments on how much you achieved out of it. Play with it. Mm-hmm. And play has no end. When you want to play with somebody, you don't put rules and regulations. You don't want to stop it because you're in play mode. Mm-hmm. But even play became something that needs to be stopped now because time is the measurement of all things. What should be the measurement of all things? That's now, we're talking about it from, it's a subjective thing. Mm-hmm. What do you want to measure? Yeah. 
because measurement is a a representation of achievement what you want to measure stuff so we can able to portray that measurement to be fitting in in what you're saying or doing but why do we actually measure things why do you want to measure time what the first measurement for us is time mm -hmm. or so, against time but you see that's the illusion of time mm -hmm. Because we are we talking about cosmic time? Or are we talking about man's time to be able to... Man's time. Yeah. So that means if man's time, yeah, then it's about achievement. Mm -hmm. You know, the eight to five came from the manufacturing era. To clock in, manufacture, clock out. We're in a different realm right now. And we understand that a lot of things that we clocked in for are things that take a lot of our energy because they're just automa automatic things that require the same thing every day. Struggle work, mm -hmm. which can be optimized and considered to be admin work. So a lot of things that we're finding in life that we could optimize so we can have more creative work. So in creative work, do you actually measure or you just portray it? You portray most of the times and you don't... Um you bring out the best in you or whatever yeah. is there in the moment. Yeah, we measure to fix. Mm -hmm. We measure to that. We measure to separate. We measure to that. So measurement, what capacity is it used for? Yeah, is what you're doing with it. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. And at the end of the day, from my perspective, it's all about measurement of effort because even time is effort. Mm -hmm. You want to measure time. And I moved from A to Z. I've done something mm -hmm. that started point A. Mm -hmm. ended in point B, how, how long did it take? See, on time, we're racing against time because on a sub subtle molecular level, we fear dying, so we always want to rush to make it. Mm -hmm. We fear that termination because, again, we don't want to accept the flow of things. If everything is flowing, then nothing is terminating. Mm -hmm. what's terminating is going to be reborn what's moving will have to u-turn will have to move its trajectory again mm -hmm. always the slitherine that's why the snake is so important in ancient cultures because of the movement and the mm -hmm. shedding all the time we relate back to animals because of their wisdom ancient civilizations took on board animals because we are the spirit of animals within us and when we don't attend to our human capacity our body is an animal mm -hmm. and our brain is not serving its humanity. So what then becomes? We're struggling all the time. And with struggle all the time, it means we're fearing all the time mm -hmm. because we don't want to act on fear. We've created measurements to bypass it, to be able to move forward. Mm -hmm. So that means we don't know what to do with this power of awareness that we started talking about. Mm -hmm. What to do with this doing? What to think about this thinking? How to be conscious of my consciousness? That's why you are a creator here. If you're aware of who you are, then how do you put that into perspective here? Animals, on the other hand, are not aware of who they are. Mm -hmm. They're just co-experiencers. We are co-creators. Even neglect co. When you're aware of the reality, which means to relate the seed, the source energy within you, and cultivate it over time, to realize that more and more and more, your brain waves change, your RNA starts to change, your body transforms just by that power of awareness, which is the opposite of the ego, which is the grander self that contains the ego and everything else. That's the king that took a hit, that has been sleeping. But you can't be sleeping and then blame the world for what happened while you were slumbering. 
Mm-hmm. So take responsibility. But there's no responsibility here but you. Mm-hmm. Far and foremost, just you. That's very scary to when you want to start the journey. But it can also be liberating, right? Yeah, but and that's the thing. How could you liberate yourself if you haven't felt the fear? Mm-hmm. Liberty is really the aftermath of going through some hard shit mm-hmm. in whatever aspect of life it is. But... You are a liberal being, but not a liberal doing. Mm-hmm. What does that mean is that we feel that we're trapped and we always have to redeem and do. And if we can do that from a moral perspective, from a compassionate perspective, from a human perspective, oh, we got something else that we can do. Make more money. We found our security in money. And something that will never grant us anything while we have descended. I don't say came here, we descended, because literally it's just a... Um, state of being, state of consciousness. The power of energy has descended, it transformed into a molded body, and then became you. Mm -hmm. So you didn't descend to not be human, and we evolved from being animals. So hell is being stuck in that regard. Mm -hmm. Hell is not a physical place that awaiting that somebody's going to whoop us with these flames and narrate what we've done wrong in life. Hell is the inability to find our human element on a day, moment-by-moment basis. And that's where the script starts to change. You can change the script of who you are, not who you think you are, not what happened to you. And most, most especially, not who you are in terms of what people told you who you are. Mm-hmm. If, if we go and asking people, what do you believe in? And keep on asking why, why, why? Sometimes the answer will be, I don't really don't know. Most of the times. (laughs) So that's it. When you become frustrated and ask yourself these questions, do not confabulate. Mm -hmm. That's truth. That's how much you're peeling the layers of the onion to get to the middle, which is another center of itself. And you got to look and tear because the layers are spicy Mm -hmm. and hot and 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 have all these elements that we don't want to look at and then when you keep on peeling yeah and there's the pain in peeling you're tearing and you go on you go on you go on that's exactly it mm-hmm. to see beyond the murkiness of things you know your son you're you're such a bomb of knowledge wisdom you're but i know it's all coming from your own natural self from your experiences from what you have seen gathered learned and things that are naturally flowing from you and i feel that energy and vibe um you know i can keep on talking to you forever but i know that we have a certain time cut so probably we'll have to do a episode two to go into some of the other deeper topics but i want to do like a fast round with you for the next five minutes i'm going to tell you about a few things um give me your first few things that come to your mind and then we can this way we can address multiple things in like a five minute section not the most ideal thing but you know for the people who want the doing (laughs) they want those practical hacks and tips yeah and you know like uh when it comes with today we're speaking about awareness which is also we're mental beings man you know we we mentalism is how we relate to things and we feel it's like the logos and the eros and the heart and the mind so in the world of mental mentality and mentalism we have to go all the way and fetch knowledge 
So in next episodes, if we need to go in deeper um, or we need to be more practical, it depends on the feedback of the audience. Yeah, we're representing here uh, different facets of the same coin. Yeah, mm -hmm. you like to look at things from a biohacking perspective and what somatic models and neuroscience, which also neuroscience and neurobiology is demystifying what has been there for thousands of years. Exactly. Yeah. We're just starting to learn yeah. what people knew already. Yeah. And it's great at times to be left without knowing. Mm -hmm. Be confused. Be frustrated. Be lost. These are all spaces that will get you to a place where you didn't know before. Mm -hmm. Get out of what you know to what you don't know. Mm -hmm. Be brave. Yeah. Be courageous to step into your own mind. It is your own mind. The only safety that you have is not to stay in the knowing. It's not to do the things in comfort. The safety is in the process itself. Mm -hmm. To know and not to know. To liberate and then to, de to, uh, to retract. Go left and then go right. Be playful. Seriousness is attachment. Mm -hmm. It's displayed to prove. But a playful person who understands, who has been through... Uh, mud mm -hmm. and different trenches I had to go through all of that when they come out of the other side they've owned it that's the rite of passage you see what we lack in our modern times is that we don't have these rites of passages to be able to mature maturity is not of age mm -hmm. maturity is of raising energy mm -hmm. maturation yeah is stepping into things and taking the leap of faith to trust trust also comes from trust in german which is strength you know by taking that leap by showing up that already you're going to be on the other side hmm. that's the strength the intention to go beyond i hope after listening to this a lot of people will have that kind of intention but tell me something so Let's look at some of the common problems that people are facing these days. There are 8 billion people on the planet, but a lot of people think that they're lonely. So someone who's listening to this feels that they're surrounded by people. It's surrounded by people at work or school or whatever, but feels lonely. What would be your one piece of advice for this person? See, we, we could be surrounded, as you said, we're surrounded by people, we're surrounded by um, um, attractions, so many things that would get you out of being lonely mm -hmm. but let's make a difference between loneliness and aloneness mm -hmm. loneliness is a as a um is a result of being sidelined of being mm -hmm. separated aloneness is the liberty to be with oneself and thoughts mm -hmm. you know um pascal blaise a french poet said um i would say just to so, to portray it in a, in a story form the trouble of mankind is the inability to sit with one's own thoughts mm -hmm. so yeah. the boredom so to be in a state of aloneness, to empower that forgiveness, to forgive so you can be able to reconciliate. Mm -hmm. When we find ourselves lonely, that means there are a lot of our relationships have been severed. And as we, as we speak about it, uh, we spoke that reality means to relate. Mm -hmm. So when our relationship to self has been severed, then how could we reinstate that sense of fullness, mm -hmm. which is peace, to forgive? And not to forgive, yeah, the things that are easiest to be done. To forgive is to start with the hardest thing, is that you, to forgive yourself for not attending to what needed to be attended to all these years. Because when energy becomes so suppressed, 
it loses its connection to source, becomes so heavy, like a dam of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it's cut off from all sources, what was vital as water, nourishing to everything, taking form and shape of everything that it goes through, mm-hmm. it becomes a swamp. Yeah, slowly the energy becomes inertia. And with that, the layers become meddled, becomes murky, and becomes a swamp. But these are the swamps within us. Life has taken form of our thoughts. So if I'm always being serious and I need to prove and I don't want to be being, I don't want to understand that person's point of view and I don't want to feel my own and I want to continue with this relationship, I don't want to continue with this relationship because of this. You put all of these walls. Mm-hmm. And if I'm putting all these walls around me, then I'm in my own prison of mine. Mm-hmm. I like to say like the walls that you have separated yourself based on your actions and decisions over time. You being lonely today is not just today. When did it start? And I believe we're all feeling lonely in this time and age because we lack a sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. Who's a friend and what does a friend mean these days? Transactional? Yeah, someone that can help you get to somewhere or... Well, think about all the friends and people in your life that you don't ask anything of them. I didn't ask anything of you. You might have not spoken over time, but you know their presence in your life is as strong as it ever been Mm -hmm. because it is just real, relatable. Mm -hmm. And these are the considerations. Please transform what you think is lonely. Be alone and recheck restart everything is a re because you have to relate back to it Mm -hmm. why am i in this position today because what am i doing on a daily basis that is putting me in this position man the the power of the shadow of unattended energy is so strong that you don't even understand your behavior despite the fact that you have conscious awareness of it so can you imagine that we're utilizing our consciousness in the terms of five to ten percent and everything is within you to be cultivated that's why i love the word cultivation because it's simply the art of growing things on a land which is our body mm-hmm. we're always gr- we're trying to grow things mm-hmm. but growing your own body in terms of the things that have been traumatized separated and neglected to reinstate them back to where they need to be this is it loneliness could free you from what walls you have built over time to protect you. Mm-hmm. And the ego loves to protection, right? The person who, an entity that's separated and gained power, well, I'm not going back to where that is. I'm going to put a wall to protect my new claimed territory or my new claimed line of service. The walls of self-preservation eventually end up to become the walls of self-prisonment. And, and that's also related to seriousness, right? Seriousness, you have to protect your verdict. Mm-hmm. Your, your narrative. Is it also yeah. because people, when you talk about protection, it also means that, you know, you're holding on to something, you're attaching yourself to something, an idea, a house, a relationship. My next question to you was, and let's say someone is in a really, someone is getting out of a relationship because these are depending on how long the person has been with someone, whether it's like a 20 year old marriage or a one year a relationship in university or school. A lot of the times people go through like uh, a huge flux of emotions at this point. What are your tips for 
people who have either coming out of long-term relationships or even a short-term, but relationships as general. Yeah, you know, relationships are the hardest things for us to transmute mm-hmm. um, and because uh, we kind of lose our sense of individuality when it comes to mm-hmm. relationships. We might overly depend mm-hmm. or overly separate or whatever measurements of that energy that gets mm-hmm. entangled. So we kind of lose our sense of self in the relationship when we don't have an understanding of our boundaries. Mm-hmm. So when boundaries are overstepped or when boundaries are diminished, this one becomes the chaos of a relationship mm-hmm. because something is not happening according to what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. But how are things going to anyways work towards what you signed up for? So my message to any person who wants to relate to anyone else Mm -hmm. is that please be understanding that you cannot hold that person under what you think is them Mm -hmm. all this time. So the reality is with yourself. And the second thing, when we separate from a relationship, Mm -hmm. we have separated also from what we lost, what we gave a lot Mm -hmm. over time in that relationship so you're in a crossroads in life Mm. you're in crossroads to be able to jump into something to alleviate the pain and numb how you feel to get entangled into another relationship or you honor yeah what raw energy and emotions are coming up for you to be felt to be able to transform this into the possible version or the version that you intended to be Mm -hmm. that you see yourself So in crossroads, yeah, we have to be dealing with a lot of repressed and unknown stuff because these are the things that we neglected to see having put in so much effort outside of us in the relationship. Mm. A relationship is interdependent. A human being doesn't need another human being. That's the power of love. I don't need you, you don't need... Sorry, you don't need me. Mm -hmm. We need the center of the relationship to be working always for that. So relationships are always going to be defined and redefined because that's, the, again, we come back to what energy is. So my advice for people coming in a hard time in relationships is to really take the time, yeah, to understand what have you neglected to give to yourself in that relationship that has allowed misuse or abuse or just sometimes people understand that they were never in it for that sole purpose of growth, mm-hmm. to love together. We come in at times in a very su- unconscious manner is that our frequencies that we have not attended to, that we're not aware of, these lower frequencies, because of their strength that they hold, they attract others in our lives to show us mm-hmm. where we have not paid attention. Exactly. Got it. So this time, which is the hardest time, mm-hmm is to surround yourself with non-transactional people Mm -hmm. who would dare to tell you the truth and not going out to take you out and to to Mm -hmm. make you forget. Don't get over someone, get under them and all of that. Mm -hmm. And again, that's what we advise because eventually you're going to face it. Mm -hmm. Not facing it now doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's going to push you and urge you to do things you didn't understand why. Mm-hmm. That's the power of energy. It's not up to understand why, it's to understand its texture. What is it pushing me to do? Mm-hmm. What is it teaching me? In that moment, what is it time to me to do? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of pain because it's been repressed. Mm-hmm. But we all go through that. Yeah. We all go through it. There's light at the Buddha said life is suffering, and that's absolutely true. 
because we desire so much which trembles our temple of peace mm-hmm. if we desire less then we suffer less and you're in the biohacking systems like dopamine mm-hmm. you always raise the baseline of dopamine it's going to be absolute pain afterwards if you don't do the same thing yep. how many things we layer during the day to feel good so we don't want to feel not good mm-hmm. we don't want to stop and we don't want to feel pain mm-hmm. well these are the three elements that are going to root you back and again as a as we were talking about awareness and consciousness all about holding responsibilities i love that holding responsibility if there's something that you can take away from this conversation is accountability man accountability account to yourself your life as you are doing and you have the influence and the power to do everything that will affect everything around you so it's you not anyone else not your mother not your grandmother it's just you take your time understand yourself and then make a commitment to yourself that whatever happens in your life it's your responsibility yesan we can keep on going for hours and hours but i think it's um for this episode we should cut it off here is there um so by now a lot of people must be wondering how they can read i mentioned your blog which is on your website we'll put that in conscious cultivator yeah it's a test blog that i started in the end of the um the intention was to write a book about everything that we're speaking about but um um a friend of mine advised uh, when we when we were talking about the subject to start with a blog to dump and express and put on my thoughts over there to see how it's uh, reciprocated with the uh, with the with the readers and then with that content we'll see what kind of uh, publication I love it. put it yeah and also i'm in a i would say in the professional manner i do work in the mental health space mm-hmm, i was wondering <laughs> responsible for growth at a startup called talk time mm-hmm. yeah so um what we do is we have a platform that connects psychologists to the lines of businesses that we operate in just b2c b2b and uh um now we're looking to uh include our services within the insurance schemes so it's also raising the awareness in terms of businesses and corporates in terms of financial success is hand in hand with employee wellness and mm-hmm. most importantly how they think about the workplace and their wellness of their psyche so amazing that's that's something very interesting and you know i think it's the universe or my energy but this area i've been exploring and a lot of people like yourself just pop into my life and you know all of them are connected and we'll talk offline about this but yazan it has been a pleasure it has been an absolute pleasure of mine this was an extremely enlightening conversation thank you for making us all remember what's thank in you. us yep Thank you for having me and uh let's say sharing this with the uh with the world. Yeah, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way? Are you on social media? I am not on social media. I've uh, I've never been on social media. I've actually did try it for a couple of months because I'm a big football guy and I wanted to see what's happening with in that regard the music and everything. But I just felt for the same reason that I didn't jump on the wagon overwhelmed with information. Mm-hmm. So um to To reach out to me um you could reach out to me on LinkedIn mm-hmm. yeah what's your name on LinkedIn Yazan Salhab Al Tamimi okay and you could reach out to me via the blog mm-hmm. and also via email so okay. a classical way to whoever is interested to connect with me 
Of course. Yeah. And um, you can put them all in the. Um, I'll put them in the show notes yeah, after after we're done. Amazing. Thank you, Yazan, for joining me today. And this is me, CJ, your host, signing out of the Ship with CJ podcast. Everyone have a great day, a great week, a great lifetime. And remember, it's not that hard to take responsibility. I'll see you in the next episode. Ciao. Amen. Your time and presence with us through this podcast is highly appreciated. If you want to learn more, then head over to our website, www.shiftwithcj.com.